Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds with Lee and Shay Preston, directors of Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We pray those who feel forgotten by Christ or who don't feel worthy to call upon the name of Jesus can come to find His hope, His grace, His healing, and ultimately, His love. Let's listen in as Lee and Shay seek to offer real answers to life's tough questions. Well, good evening, and we're glad that you're here with us tonight, and we are here on this Spring Forward Sunday. We're glad to be here. Spring Forward to me means that uh, it's getting closer to spring. How about for you, Shay? It just means it. Uh, it's just light all the time. I don't know. <laughs> I figured she'd say it, it meant that there's less and less of winter, and she likes winter, and I'm a spring and summer guy. So, I mean, I'm ready for the warmth, but um, but yeah, the days just seem to get really long. That's right to me. Well, you're joining Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry, and we're glad you're here. Shadow of His Wings Ministry uh, is a is a ministry, a healing and and counseling and prayer ministry that Shay and I formed uh, almost eight years ago now, actually almost ten years ago now, uh, out of our own brokenness and coming out of our own struggles and uh, finding freedom. And we long to help you all find freedom. Anyone out there who struggles with any particular sin that they can't seem to find freedom from, we'd like to be able to help. You're welcome to visit our website at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com, and we'd love to give you any information or any ideas along the way of of setting of, of allowing Christ to help set the captive free. He came to do that, and that's his that's his joy. We are also a call-in show. You're welcome to call in tonight. We're talking about uh, being free from homosexuality, finding freedom from being gay as some people call it, and our call-in number is 210-340-9585. And we'd love to hear your comments or your questions. Uh, homosexuality in the church is a big topic right now, and it's one of the the uh, topics that's near and dear to our heart as we both came out of homosexuality and found freedom. And since we've found freedom, we want to make sure that everyone knows that there's definitely possibilities to be freed from those sins that so easily entangle us. So we would love to hear your comments and any questions you might have. The freedom that Christ offers can only come when you come to the place or when a person struggling in this sin comes to a place where they really acknowledge that perhaps this isn't the way God made them. You know, the world would love to say that this is how they were made. And I get that. I understand that. Uh, I understand the feeling of not knowing how to turn off attractions to the same sex. But I can promise you, once you find that hope in Christ and once you find the freedom in Christ that you that he wants to offer, then those things begin to heal and they begin to change. And that's our discussion tonight. Once again, our discussion is talking about finding freedom from homosexuality. And our call-in number is 210-340-9585. 
Well, I know that the, the church struggles a little bit, but I also know that we as a culture right now are struggling with what do we do with folks who say they're gay? What do we do with that in the church? What do we do that with that in whether someone is saved or not and, and if they're gay? All of those questions tend to come up in our society today, and what do we do with that as a culture and as a community and as a church? And one of our biggest, um, one of our biggest shouts to the world is, is that no one can change our story. And when you've been there and when you've walked through those shoes and when you've had attractions to the same sex and as you've allowed Christ or as we have allowed Christ to speak into those broken places, then what we begin to find or what we have found is that he is very willing to help set the captive free in this area and to give us hope where there was no hope. And uh, it really is a process of seeing where your wounds are because it really is the wounds that cause the attractions. Uh, just this week, we got a contact from a, a mom who was calling about her, her teenage son who was struggling with homosexuality, is struggling with homosexuality. And, you know, unfortunately, there are a lot of folks in this world today who are only offering one option, which is you must be born this way. This is who you are. You have to accept it. You have to acknowledge who you are. And then the rest of your family, the world, will have to acknowledge who you are as well. And that really takes away any options for that person struggling in what we consider sin. It takes away every option except accepting it as a biological uh, outcome. It takes away every other option and does not allow a person to look at God's best. It says that the Bible is wrong. It says there's nothing about the Bible that's true in this particular area. And therefore, we must just accept it the way it is. And we're not here to to bash uh, the gay community because we've actually been there. So it's not about bashing. It's just talking about what we believe is the truth and what we have seen is freedom and finding that freedom to be a very comfortable place. Well, and I just want to, again, say that we are a uh, call-in show. So if you are interested in discussing this or if you have any questions or anything, you can call us at 210-340-9585. And I'm in total agreement. You know, I was just reading this verse, you know, because it's it's kind of interesting because, you know, when you've been in the lifestyle, it, um, you know, you're just accepted, you know, you're accepted and you were talking about how people are not, you know, they're not really born that way. Well, I just want to offer to folks that first off, there is such a thing as unwanted same sex attraction. Absolutely. And, you know, just, I just want to shine that light into people's, into people's hearts. And, and if you, if you're kind of at a place where a lot of folks are in the church today, it's like, how do I respond to this? You know, um, I don't think that this topic doesn't go untouched in families today. Uh, I think, you know, everybody has somebody that they know 
that is in the lifestyle or struggling. You know, I don't know that a lot of people like to refer to it as struggling, but um, again, I wanted to say that we have a retreat for folks that are struggling with same-sex attraction. We have it coming up March 20th through the 22nd. Yes, it's called Journey to Freedom from Same-Sex Attraction, and uh, we're excited about it. If you'd like to register, you can go online at uh, shadowofhiswingsministry.com. There's a registration page. Anyway, I was just going to share this verse um, because earlier I was kind of sitting there and I was thinking, you know, how do you how do you live in this world but not be of this world? And so I was I was kind of reading in the Bible and let me bring it up here. It's there's a verse in here that says uh, it's John fifteen nineteen. It says, if you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world. But I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. You know, and I just really, this verse speaks to me because, and I know we're going to be speaking, you know, about homosexuality, but I also am really wanting to to just offer to folks you know, just the insight coming from somebody that's been in the lifestyle and then coming out, you know, and having, you know, my, my life was just embraced, you know, I mean, you, you, the, the community, you know, embraces each other and the lifestyle is, you know, you're just, you're just a family. Yeah, the gay community actually says you're now in a family. You're part of a family now. True. You refer to each other as family. And so, you know, I just think it's interesting how once you you come out of the, I mean, it, this is so real. This verse is so real because at one time I was loved in the world and being of the world, Amen. you know, and today where I am because God has brought me out. And I feel so, I, I feel so much freer. I mean, I feel free. Amen. You know, and I've got so much hope in my life now. But yet, I'm hated. Absolutely. And that's, it's a, it's a crazy thing, you know, because, because I see folks and I, I talk to folks and I counsel with, with women that want to get out of that lifestyle. They just are not happy with it. But it angers. It angers people that are in that lifestyle. It angers people that are activists or, or believe that people are born this way. And they say, why, why are you, you know, why can't you just accept this? Well, it has become such a controversial subject because what you're talking about there as real truth and someone who says, I don't know that this is who I am. I really want to see God's best. They're not allowed to say that anymore because if you say that, then you're coming against what the gay community would say is, is who you are. So it comes down to either one, believing God, or number two, going against your true identity in the gay community, and that's how the gay community sees According it. to what they believe. Yes, yes, according to what they believe. If and you what people are, are, people are being told. Yes, because if you even even I had a, a young guy who was fifteen, sixteen, who said a teacher told him at his school, 
you know, you just need to accept that this is who you are. You're gay, and you're, it's going to take some time for your parents to understand it. Let's get you involved in a gay com- student community. Let's get you in to see the school counselor so we can begin to help you find your true identity as a gay man. And the problem with that is exactly what you were just saying, is, is then how can you ever go against that as you, if you begin to feel all this pressure from this whole community that says if you go against that, then you're lying to yourself. It's a very difficult place for young people to be in to try to understand how do I fit in this world but not be of it, especially when everyone's telling me that I'm wrong for trying to find out who I really am versus just accepting who you say I am. And the most amazing thing with this is is I just want, I really am hoping that people are listening. I'm just going to pray as well. Father, I, we need you because we need you to speak into hearts of, of folks. Because this is, this is a, a huge issue of our day. Because there are people struggling for truth and people who can't find the truth right now. Because all they're being told is what they're, is what the world wants them to hear. And even those of us who know the truth struggle with being politically correct or tolerant or what if I upset someone. And it's not that we want to upset Father, it's that we just need your truth. We need someone maybe sitting out there to hear that it's okay to not really think you're gay. It's okay to question what the world's been telling you about yourself. It is okay to think maybe God does have something better for me. And Father, I just pray for those people listening who don't have this struggle, but you would light a fire in their hearts to love, to better love those struggling, to better love those who are so unaware of what the truth is, but to also be willing to take a stand, not to fight against it, but to love against it, to love against that place of a lie. Because, Father, it, it is so hopeless at times for those coming into this place of trying to find who they really are. They feel such hopelessness. And yet, Father, you're the author of hope. You're the author of love. You're the author of faith. And so you definitely have hope here. But we all must begin to see the truth. And I praise you for your truth. I praise you that you've never wavered that your truths have never wavered. And so, Father, we, press, we, we, we lean on your truths because we know that your truths always set us free. And I just thank you for anyone listening out there who may need to understand this or, or who may need to get a word tonight from you just about where to go next in this particular place. We praise you that you've not left us nor forsaken us, and we ask you to keep walking with us tonight as well as every other night. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, it is just a, a blessing to be able to talk tonight about this particular topic. Our number is 210-340-9585. We'd love to hear from you. You know, I understand as I came out of homosexuality and as I found freedom, I understand what it feels like to be told you just need to stop feeling the way you do. You just need to stop having attractions. And that feel, felt crazy. It felt like that is unreal. I don't know how to stop it. And yet, 
as we, as I began to go through healing, what I found was, is that as Jesus healed the innermost parts of my woundedness, then the feelings started to change. And people don't really like to hear that, or, or people who struggle in this area, or even people who believe that they're gay. They don't like to, to believe that perhaps Jesus would like to heal that place, or that it even can be healed. And I understand that, because sometimes it's easier just to say, oh, this is the way I am, so let me just be the way I am. But what if we said that about all sin area? What if we said that against uh, about every sin, this is just the way I am? Then we would never find the freedom that Christ has for us. And so why would you, why do you think it's important if there's somebody out there listening and say they've been struggling with this, why is it important for them to look at it? Well, I know this is going to sound really out there, but I believed until I found God's truth about my own freedom, there was an internal war going on inside me. While on one hand, I fought to try to think God could free me, on the other side, I kept thinking there's no way he's going to. And it was almost a fight that said, you're never going to win on either side. So the gay community would tell you that this is who you are, and yet God would tell me this is not who I am. And I just felt torn at times. And I believe that's because the truth of God never stops speaking to our hearts. Because he loves us that much. I think that's why there's such anger in the gay community around this particular issue. Because God never speaks anything but his truth in love. And so I would have moments where I could feel him speaking to me and saying, you know, this is not my best for you. And so I believe it's okay to at least look at it. Because as I began to look at it, every new step I took, that, that God would show me the next place to look, I would find a little bit more freedom. And I began to not feel so crazy. I began to feel not so much like maybe I'm out of control and this is never going away, but more, maybe there really is a God who loves me and wants me to be free. Because I can almost guarantee you that if we were to sit down with folks who have or in the gay community right now, we might find that somewhere some might admit that God still speaks to them still speaks to their innermost heart and says, you know what, son, this is not my best for you. Do I love you? Yes. Am I always going to love you? Absolutely. But this isn't my best for you, not because I'm making it this huge cultural issue as it is today, but because I love you and I have my best for you. See, that's what amazes me is that God and our, our Abba Daddy, he has his best for us. And when you're in God's best, you don't have to worry about the feelings that come along that make you feel crazy or the broken relationships. You know, homosexuality, the gay community, is unfortunately built on broken sexuality. That's why it's such a sexually charged community. Because everything that they're identifying with is based upon a broken sexuality. Well, and that's what I was just... I was thinking that just a minute ago. I was thinking how, I mean, I remember, you know, living in the lifestyle when I was 
in that lifestyle, and I did not understand why I could not be viewed and openly have have affection for for the person I was with and just be able to express that I did not understand why people didn't accept that, you know. And I was like, I'm not any different than anybody else. And I would say, I mean, I have to say that even in in that lifestyle, love is love. Sure. It's not God's best love. It's not the love that he's called. I mean, he's not called it to be a sexual love. Absolutely. But caring and loving somebody, it's real. I mean, that's a real thing. But for myself, it wasn't until... You know, I didn't, I didn't even acknowledge and I didn't see it. I was so wrapped up in my, my life and that lifestyle and this is who I am and, and my friends are all that way and we all, you know, this is what we do. We go out to the clubs. We, you know, and, you know, it wasn't until God brought me to a crossroads and to, to the crossroads of my life that I was faced with what was actually underneath all of it. Absolutely. And once that I was faced with that underneath and I had to go and seek and look at that brokenness and that hurt, you know, it was interesting because nobody ever came to me and said, you know, that you're wrong or you should change your lifestyle or you should get out of that or you're going to hell or any of those things. No one ever came to me and said that. Absolutely. It was God coming in. And healing my hurts and the things that had caused me to make decisions that had guided me in that lifestyle, seeking after things that God could only feel and fill in my life. Absolutely. And so it wasn't, wasn't until after that that it didn't fill, it didn't fill that void in my life anymore. God filled it. And so it wasn't, it wasn't a brokenness anymore. You know? I don't know how else to say that. Well, that's a beautiful way to say it. And it, and it just reminds me that, like you said, there is love in the gay community. They, they do love. It's a broken kind of love, and yet it is still love. And, and yet that is the broken place, I think, in, in as far as how maybe it's been dealt with is that we want to just try to tell folks in sin, you're sinning, stop it, don't do it again, and then therefore somehow that will take it away. That'll keep it from happening. But if we could look at it on a deeper level, which is we have broken people here who feel unloved, who feel empty in that place that you were just talking about, that only God can fill. And if we could really grasp that, then what we might find is we might find a way to help just love them where they're at, yet not give in and say this is who they are. You know, loving a person right where they're at is really God's best. He's done that all the time. Every every single instance in the Bible that I see Jesus loving people in sin, he loved them right where they were. He didn't come up to them telling them that they were going to hell. He didn't walk up to them telling them that you better stop it or you're going to go to hell. He came up and he shared love with them. He began to try to show them who he was and who they really were. And that left them changed, just like you were just talking about. 
And yet, if we don't keep doing that, if we just say, oh, sorry, you're born that way, that's right, you're born that way, we can't say anything about this anymore because we don't want to offend you, then how can we show them the love of Christ that changes? Maybe you have some comments. Maybe you have some questions. We'd love to hear from you. Our number is 210-340-9585. Again, we have a retreat coming up March, sec- uh, March 20th through the 22nd, and uh, it's specifically dealing with this issue. If you have someone in your life that says, hey, maybe I'd like to just find out. We don't beat people over the head. We just say, maybe you'd like to find out. We'd love to have you. We'd love to have you join us because it is our hope that all you have to do is exactly what Shay just talked about. Just hear from Christ and let Him tell you what the truth is. Join us when we come back from the break. And let Him reign in my life and my heart. His love has done its part. Now let Him reign in my life and my heart. His love has done its part. Now let Him reign in my life and my heart. His love has done its part. Let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love is done its part. Now let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love is done its part. Your love is done its part. Now let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love is done its part. Let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love is done its work. Well, we're back. Thank you for joining us. Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We're glad you're joining us this evening. We're talking about uh, can you really find freedom from homosexuality? Well, and I was just sitting here talking with Mark. He's the he's our He's our producer man here in the studio, and uh, I was just telling him we were watching a movie earlier called Right to Believe, and it kind of covers this subject and uh, made me think about, you know, I was thinking reason to believe, and so uh, I asked him if he'd pull it up and play a little bit of it. If I listened long enough to you, I'd find a way to believe that it's all true. Knowing that you lied, straight-faced while I cried, still I look to find a reason. Well, and you might ask, why would I have him play that song? Um, I guess the reason is kind of like I was just talking about my story just a minute ago and, and watching that movie Right to Believe. It was like, no, you know what? It's reason to believe. And that's why we do what we do. You know, because now I have a reason to believe. What I be- my reason to believe is because I've been there. I've been there, and I want to help anybody else that is in that place 
that's questioning. And, you know, they kind of added the cue on the LGBT and all that, and they've got yeah. the cue on there now with this questioning, you know. And so, you know, some, some people out, might be out there questioning, you know, what, what does God really say about this? So I just invite you to call in if you get a chance or if you want to and have any questions. It's 210-340-9585. And I think, you know, what comes to mind as you were talking about that is our reason to believe is the love of Christ. You know, he was never impatient with me. And I really am speaking to those who who may be a Christian. I know this is a Christian radio station. Maybe it'll be somehow heard someday by people who, who aren't a Christian radio station, and they'll, they'll play it somewhere else so that actually folks who are in the gay community might be listening. But our reason to believe really is Jesus Christ. He was never, Amen. He was never pressuring me. He never pushed. He never demanded, as sometimes people do in this. It's... It's not a, you better do this, otherwise you're going to hell. I had that said to me several times. But his love is never that way. His love is patient. His love is kind. It's all of those things that love is really supposed to be. Because he knows that if he can show us what real love feels like, it'll take the place of all of our broken love. And I just offer that to folks. and And I really hope that... Because I I think it's easy. My hope is that even Christians are hearing this. Because it is not loving to just accept that people are born this way. That isn't loving. Tolerance is not loving. Truth is loving. Amen. So if you just accept and tolerate what people say, even though you know it's not the truth, you are no longer just in this world. You are actually of it as well. Well, and you're not offering to go and and bash people over the head with it, right? No, because I was just talking about the love of Christ being patient and gentle. Our love is patient and gentle. It's meant to be patient and gentle as well. But if we just give in and say, oh, well, my patient love says I shouldn't say anything. Therefore, I'll just say, oh, yes, you're right. You're born this way. Then we aren't telling them the truth. And the truth in love is also still a great love. It helps those who struggle, not not to say, I'm upset with you for being this way, but you know what, let me just offer you something. It's like a, I had a 21-year-old come to me one time, and, and yes, his parents made him come, but he was, he was very at least, he was just at least very open to hearing me. And I didn't say, you're wrong, you're, you're, you're in trouble, you're going to hell. I just said, you know, someday, if you were to find that this thing doesn't fulfill you, because I have a feeling one day you'll find that, because any sin will will have its day where it finally shows you that it's not very fulfilling and you really don't like it, just know Jesus is still there waiting, and he'll help you find freedom. Amen. And that's all I said to him, because... That's the seed that I think Jesus wants us to plant. Even in those people who say, I'm okay. I believe I am this way. I believe that God made me this way. It isn't to plant a seed that's a lie. It isn't that we're not to do that. To plant the, the seed of a lie that says, oh, well, you were born this way. You should just accept it. 
It's really to plant a seed of truth. It just says, you know what? We love you and we'll still be here no matter what. And someday, if you ever do find that this isn't God's best for you, we hope that you'll remember that he's there and he'll help you find freedom. Because there is freedom here. And maybe you wonder, why why do they talk about this a lot? Well, uh, we don't know that it's a lot, but we do believe that we talk about it because it is an amazing journey when you find yourself finding freedom. I mean, it's just amazing to find the true freedom he offers. Well, and, and we talk about it a lot, too, because... Because this is our ministry, not just in this, uh, not just about homosexuality, but it is about healing. And we do receive a lot of, a lot of contact information, contacts from folks that are just needing answers and they need, they want to get out. Absolutely. They don't want to have the attraction. Absolutely. And you know, something comes to mind. I do want to offer just a few things because, you know, if someone's sitting there saying, well, but what do you tell them next when you say maybe it's not God's best for them? You know, I think it's important, as we're just talking about truths tonight, to say what if, for just a moment, we sit back and we say, what if, aside from what everyone else is trying to say, or a lot of people are trying to say that you're born that way, what if the truth is is that you're really that way because of hurt? What if... What if a man that's attracted to another man is really only attracted to him because of a father wound, because of a love that he didn't get as a child from a father? But I never got hurt by my father. And that's a, just what if somebody sure. says that. And a lot of people say that. I'm just saying, would you be willing to look? Right. Would you be willing just to ask the Lord to show you, did I ever feel hurt by him? Or did he abandoned me at some point in my life or did he we not have a great connection at some point because every son is meant to be loved well by his father and so there could be a brokenness there what if you might also have to look at another hurt which is perhaps if you're a male and you over identify with the feminine because you got very close to your mom and you got very close to a lot of female friends. And so you became one of the girls rather than just what God intended you to be, which was to be also one of the boys. And yet you over-identified with mom because she was a safe place. And so what if by chance there's some of your brokenness as well? What if you were bullied because you became too effeminate or too feminine? And you began to reject the male all the more. These are just some main uh, main places to begin looking. Even if you have a loved one or a friend that you've determined, well, maybe God did make people gay. I'm just asking you to think about those things. And if we really can't heal those places, maybe it isn't true that they're born that way. Or perhaps you're a little girl and you too was felt some rejection from the feminine from your mother, perhaps. Maybe she was a little harsh or she was too wrapped up in her own world to really be nurturing and loving. So you felt some disconnect from her. And so therefore you're looking for a female touch. You're looking for a female connection. And I can honestly offer to you, absolutely, the gay community wants to offer that female touch. 
but it is a broken touch because it's only based in sexuality and relationship. There's some relationship there, but it's not what God intended, so it will never fully fill that cup. There's always an emptiness. And someone might be saying, but isn't that true about the heterosexual community as well? Isn't there brokenness there as well? Absolutely. That's why we don't work with just folks who have homosexual brokenness. We also work with folks who have heterosexual brokenness. Because there is brokenness no matter what. We just happen tonight to be saying, hey, let's look at this lie that perhaps you haven't really looked at the truth, which is you weren't born this way, or or people who are gay aren't born that way, but that there's a brokenness there that needs to be looked at. Because if we had a man who was having multiple sexual partners with, with prostitutes, we wouldn't say, oh, he was just born that way, right? Right. We would say, hmm, there's some brokenness there. And so I'm just offering to you, what if there's some places of brokenness that we need to start looking at? Well, and it absolutely doesn't, it doesn't hurt to look at those places. You know, because if they are hurts, it's always good to look and, and to get healing. And the beautiful thing is, is God loves to heal. He's in the healing business. If we've forgotten that, then we don't really remember who he is. And we need to remember all the attributes of God. He is also a healer. He's Jehovah Rapha, our healer. He wants to heal those places. Well, and I think another another area that's very important to look at is sexual abuse. Absolutely. Rape. Those kinds of things, because, um, you know, especially if it happens as a child, you know, because sometimes folks will say, well, you know, I've, I'm, I was born that way. I've always been that way. Mm-hmm. However, you know, if your 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 innocence, your innocence to sexuality was crushed at a young age, then, you know, that's an impressionable age to where you know, it just kind of flows out and, and you don't really know what you believe because you are at an age of innocence. Absolutely. And all you remember is feeling broken. And yet when someone says, how long have you been a lesbian? You can say, oh, I remember from a very early age feeling that, that, that attraction. But I would offer to folks who say that, just remember, how do you know it was necessarily the attraction or what you were just talking about, which is just the shattered sexuality, the brokenness of that sexuality. Correct. Because we also have uh, guys who say a lot, I, I, I remember being gay from three years old. Well, and, and they may say, I had no, I know, I, I don't, I've never been sexually abused. Okay, but then when you really start talking to them, they remember feeling different from the age of three. Well, because at the age of three, how many three-year-olds really know about their sexuality? None. (laughs) None. I would would offer to you none know about their sexuality. But they can say they may have felt different. And that difference sometimes is, I just don't know that I fit in with the other boys. Maybe I've already over-identified with my mom. Or sometimes dads can accidentally hurt their sons at a very early age. You know, I remember working with folks as well as my own life. I remember realizing that I was hurt by the very young age by my dad. And so what ends up happening there is a rejection. And so you can feel different, but feeling different from the age of three doesn't mean you feel gay. Just a little note to remind you, we are a call-in show. We'd love to hear from you. We know this is uh, kind of an interesting topic, but we'd love to hear your thoughts and any questions you might have. Our number is 210 
340-9585. That's 340-9585. Well, and also, could you share with them our, our website, our ministry? Sure. Email? Our website is www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. You can also email us at info at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. We'd love to hear from you. Maybe you don't want to share a question or comment tonight on the air, but maybe you'd like to contact us. Again, that's info at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. We'd love to hear from you. It is a, it's an amazing walk when you get to find that Jesus cares about us that much to meet us personally in our brokenness. Because, you know, it was one time I was was working with someone, and I remember kind of seeing a vision of of God's truth, which is this beautiful golden wall. It just is this solid wall that's made of a very shimmery gold, shining and gold. And a lot of us try to go against that wall and press against it because we like to add things to God's truth or we try to make it move. And what happens is, is people get very frustrated when you can't move God's truth. His truth is always going to be that this isn't his best for his children. And so when you say moving God's truth, can you give me an example or just to kind of elaborate. The Bible is not really completely true. It was written by it fallible written men. By. So therefore, homosexuality is not really wrong because it was written by men who are fallible. And that's that's not what we believe. That's an that's example. That's that truth that people are trying to press up against. Right. That's where they want to try to change the truth. Or just like Noah... The story of Noah may not be completely true because it is a allegory or it is a story meant to share, you know, the love of God. And, and but it's not really truth. That's that's the same thing that the gay community wants to say about homosexuality. It was written at a time where the, the time period made it wrong or it really isn't talking about homosexuality when Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed. It's talking about sexual immorality in general. But the truths are that God, in throughout his word, and this isn't just me, this is throughout his word, you can see woven into it the ideal relationship for sexuality was between man and a woman. And I'm not here to say you have to believe that. I'm just saying begin looking for it. Because what you'll find is you cannot tr- press up against the truth of God and accept and expect him to move. He will not move. And well, I remember and... doing it. I remember pressing up against his truth when I was in the, the gay lifestyle, when I was in homosexual relationships. I remember feeling like, you know what, maybe this is who I am. Maybe this is what God has ordained me to be. And I would try it, and I would stay there, and it it was great. Sin is always good for a season. But then there were those moments where I'd feel him pressing back, saying, that's not my best for you, son. And I want you to hear me, folks. That's exactly what he said. That's not my best for you. Because when he said, that's not my best for you, what that meant is, is I have something great for you. Well, and the thing is, is sometimes if we have questions about things about the Bible, you know, maybe we may be quick 
to come up with a an answer because we we need answers we need to have answers but if we if we look to our minds and our head knowledge to come up with solutions and answers that kind of leaves god out of the picture and being able to come in and say those things like that's not my best for you Absolutely. you know so we have to always be seeking god's face in in the answers to all these questions about our lives about our choices uh, about his word and even being available to be open to hearing you know lord maybe a prayer is tonight for someone listening Maybe it is someone who does struggle. Uh, maybe this will be on a podcast somewhere down the road because all of these are available through podcast on our Healing Hidden Wounds website. But I'm hoping there will be someone someday who may be struggling in this area who will hear these words. You know what, Lord? Maybe this is my prayer. Help me to see truth and help my heart to be open to it. I don't really know what's going on with me, and I don't know how to stop these feelings. But help me see truth. You know, sometimes Amen. that's all we can offer Jesus is, is a prayer that looks like a couple of fish and a few loaves of bread. We just give him this small prayer of unknown what's going to happen. You and know? just to be a willing vessel. Yes. Not to already have your own agenda and your own answer. That's right. Not to be angry that you got to prove, you got to walk in the gay pride parade, you got to prove that you're right, that this is who God made you to be. But to just rest for a minute and say, you know what, maybe I don't know who I am. Maybe all of this is that I just need to know what you really want me to see, Lord. And and I'm not going to rush and I'm not going to get upset if I don't see it right away. I'm just going to trust that you're going to take me there. So I'm, I'm like that little boy who brought you two fish and a few loaves and you turned it into enough to feed 5,000. I'm going to trust you to feed 5,000 in my heart. I'm going to trust you to feed 5,000 and then to have 12 basket fitfuls left over. Because I need that, Father. I need it. Because that's all I got is what I don't know. I got a lot that I don't know, but I don't have a lot that I know. And so I'm going to trust you to give me what you want out of this small offering that I'm giving you. And I just hope someday someone listens to that. Because truly that is the joy of our lives for all of us. We don't come to Jesus knowing everything. There's plenty of things where God says, I don't know everything. I mean, I'm sorry, there's plenty, there's plenty of times where I have to go to God saying, I don't know everything. But I can go to him, and I love where he takes the little I know, and he begins to share with me the truths of who, who he is. And if I'm really willing to open my heart to that, you know, he pursued me unrelentlessly. Because I kept struggling, and I didn't know what to do, and he kept pursuing me. He would pursue me, and I would leave the life for a little while, and then I would get frustrated about something. Or I'd get mad at him because I didn't think he was trustworthy, and... And I'd get mad and I'd say, fine, I'm out of here. I'm doing it again. I'm going to go where I want to go and I'm going to do what I want to do. And he would still love me back. I mean, I must have done that three or four times in my brokenness of shaking my fist at a loving God saying, you're not trustworthy. I'm going back to what feels good and where I think I'm supposed to be. And he would always come back to me and just whisper in my ear very gently, 
I'm still here. I still want you to have my best, and I haven't left you. And I promise you, I praise God that I came into my freedom in a time that's not like today. Because I really do feel a heart and I feel a burden for today's strugglers. Because they don't have nearly as many people telling them the truth. They have a whole lot more folks telling them the lie. Even churches today that are telling them, you were born this way. You know, I we may do a radio show someday on whether folks who are in the gay lifestyle are truly Christians or can get into heaven because that's a whole night in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But but I, what I will say is the truth the truth of what we're trying to offer tonight is don't share with them a lie. Allow them to see the truth as you as God wants them to see it and let him do the rest. No, you wouldn't tell someone broken in sin that that's who they're meant to be. You wouldn't tell someone who's still drinking and and addicted to alcohol that God made them that way. You wouldn't tell someone who struggles with having sex outside their marriage or stealing cars or gossiping that that's who God made them to be. And so don't do that to these, these sheep that God is trying to tell the truth to to bring them home. We thank you for joining us tonight. Did you have anything you want to say before we end? No, I'd just like for you to share the website, and just we look forward to seeing them next week. That's right. We'll we'll be here next week at 8 o'clock. Don't forget our website is www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. And also don't forget the absolute freedom that Jesus has for all of us. We are on at 8 p.m. next week. Shay is writing me some sort of message here. I was just offering. There's people that sometimes need to get a hold of us, and our personal uh, ministry number is 210-887-9007. Bless you, and we hope to hear from you next week. It's hard. Let him lay in my life and my heart. Thank you for listening to Healing Hidden Wounds, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We hope through the words spoken here, you found Christ's hope, healing, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, and this radio show is listener-supported. Please go to www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate if you'd like to support the work we do.